Appalachian Sustainable Development has launched the region's first Farmer Pride Coalition. This networking and educational group seeks to provide business opportunities for farmers, growers, agroforesters, producers, and others in the region's food system who identify as LGBTQ+. ASD has crafted a series of workshops to identify and meet the needs of these farmers. At the same time, the organization will host in May the region's first Farmer Pride to Table Dinner. Hannah Gibbs is the Groundwork Workforce Development Manager for ASD and is the manager of the Farmer Pride program. She joins me online to discuss Farmer Pride, its mission, and this upcoming dinner. Welcome to the show, Hannah. Thanks, Dirk. It's great to be here. Tell me a little bit about groundwork, if you will, because I want to then talk a little bit about how that feeds into the work that you're doing with the Farmer Pride Coalition. Sure. Yeah. Groundwork is Appalachian Sustainable Development, or ASD, because I'm sure I'll use that acronym a little bit. (laughs) Uh, It's our our workforce development program that provides paid on-the-job training to folks with barriers to employment. Uh, We broadly define barriers to employment, and we've had the whole range of folks from 18 to 80 um, who are looking to re-enter the careers, uh, the career and workforce, specifically in fields related to agriculture. Um, So we've had a lot of folks who might have experienced prior incarceration. We have folks who may have mental health barriers or physical or mental disabilities. Uh, We have folks who've been out of the workforce for extended periods or who have never had a job. Um, So we've got a real range of folks in the area who are really looking to become invested in agriculture and the food system in our community and are looking for the next kind of step in their career. Um, So we provide hard skill training in agricultural fields at our community garden spaces and in our food hub out of Duffield, Virginia, where we aggregate produce from local farmers and sell it uh, to a variety of wholesale retailers across the country and especially in our region. Um, And then we also provide what we call essential skill development, where folks get really a robust program for personal professional development. We do goal setting, we emphasize education and its many forms, including higher education and certification and everything like that and provide a platform really for people to continue their careers once they leave us in the program. And I assume it's this in this area of workforce development and opportunity that you are working in to support farmer pride. Is that how we would explain the relationship you have to this through groundwork workforce development? Yeah. Oh, and a lot of my own role at ASD since I've come on board has been through our diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Um, so Farmer Pride is really a personal passion project of mine in a lot of ways. Um, I've been involved in agriculture since I was a child, you know, raised here in Appalachia. My grandfather grew a garden, my mother gardens and cans. Um, it's a lot of the mutual aid work of Appalachia is related to a lot of the mutual aid work of the LGBTQ plus community, which I'm a proud part of. Um, so looking at Farmer Pride and a better way to support my own community and as many definitions as you'd like to um, have that is really important to me. Um, And then connecting that to groundwork, providing those foundational pieces of education and opportunity in our area for folks who might be interested is also a key part of not only ASD's mission, but Farmer Prides as well. We want to talk about an event that is being planned to support Farmer Pride, but I want to first talk a little bit about how Farmer Pride got started. I have a sense of it because I was at a table during Tri-Pride, a Tri-Pride event this summer where ASD was signing up farmers and growers to be a part of their activities. And uh, what was shocking to learn later or surprising to learn later is that you have 
signed up some 130 to 150 members of the LGBTQ community who identify themselves as farmers and growers. Was that a surprise to you? It both was and wasn't. Uh, I, I was very surprised at the reception, positively uh, surprised and overwhelmed, honestly. Um, but I think for me, part of the reason that I really wanted to start Farmer Pride and was really focused on building it up is because I think, you know, looking at the history and the development of the rural LGBTQ plus community in particular, a lot of it's rooted in mutual aid processes. So for mutual aid, you know, that's where you provide support to the community and know that you can go back to the community and ask for support just the same. Um, and for in a lot of rural spaces, particularly in Appalachia, food access is a massive barrier for a lot of folks. Um, and in the LGBTQ plus community in particular, which has experienced marginalization, you know, on many levels, a lot of the times the people you could turn to were other members of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, so being able to grow your own food, not only to feed yourself, um, but to be able to feed others who you identified with, or you could call close friends and um, members of your community was really vital. Um, so I knew it was an area where there was a lot of potential um, for engagement and opportunity development. And I'm really excited and yeah, definitely positively overwhelmed at the reception that we've gotten. It's really exciting to hear how many people are excited about the initiative. Would Farmer Pride come together, do you think, if you hadn't had that kind of a reception, especially through the Tri-Pride event? I I would have kept uh, kind of pushing for it. I mean, to be wholly honest, I didn't expect this kind of uh, sign up at our, our offset. I figured we'd have more of a slow burn kind of grow. Um, I <laughs> made a joke to the other person who's been helping me organize a lot that I expected eight people. And, you know, we've got <laughs> 100, almost 150 now um, who are interested. I won't say that they're, you know, um, looking to be fully engaged, but definitely interested in the work that we're doing. Um, so I think it would have been smaller and growing, but I think the importance of it wouldn't have been diminished if the size had been smaller. I think it still provides a really vital support system uh, for anyone who might be interested. And if we can provide support for one farmer or one person, you know, in the LGBTQ plus community interested in agriculture, then that's a huge win. What are the objectives in a farmer pride? Is it to support those farmers who are identifying as LGBTQ or or is it perhaps to provide a community for those people around the topic and interest of farming? I think it's definitely both. That's a great question. Um, so the core of it is to provide a platform for networking, both business and social, um, education and opportunity access, and then continued community involvement for people who identify as LGBTQ plus and are also involved in agriculture. Um, the majority of our folks who have indicated interest in signing up are actually gardeners. So they home garden, or they uh, market garden on various scales. And they're really interested in developing that more and communicating with other folks who do the same. Um, and then I think the next step of that, you know, is first providing that platform where people can come and feel safely engaged and like they can express themselves openly um, and find others who can do the same. And then the next stage of that process is all of the opportunities that ASD provides, um, which is everything from our farmer and rancher mentoring program to our agriculture education programs to groundwork, you know, our workforce development opportunities. Those are now accessible opportunities uh, to a group of folks that we were not reaching, right, with our existing programming and definitely are a group of folks who need access to those same opportunities for development in ag. So definitely a twofold part process. I think the first part of just developing that networking system comes first and then building out to where those opportunities are made more accessible to our community is definitely uh, the end goal. What does it mean to agriculture in this area that ASD is 
putting efforts to support marginalized communities. I get a sense that ASD just wants to support these communities because they are marginalized, but it does it have uh, larger positive implications for agriculture and the ag industry here to be doing this? Definitely. Um, so looking at the future of agriculture in Appalachia, is this is a vital region uh, for the growth of food for not only uh, Appalachia itself, but for the broader country. You know, and we're looking, talking about everything from climate resilience to climate impact on the food system. And a lot of the resilience that's ingrained in Appalachian culture and the Appalachian food system is going to be a key piece of being able to address that moving forward. Um, so ASD's work to work specifically with marginalized communities in our region uh, is really vital because what it does is allow for a more robust food system to be created for everyone, which only strengthens our community at its core. It also allows for people who have been historically marginalized to have access to those kind of vital services and needs that come along with being able to grow your own food and support others in doing so. I want to delve into this a little bit more later on in this interview, but first I want to talk about the Farmer Pride to Table dinner that is being planned in support of the um, LGBTQ farm community. Could you tell me a little about, about when that is, where that is, and, and how you're conceptualizing this event? Definitely. Um, so really excited about this. Our Farmer Pride to Table dinner is going to be one of our first public-facing events for Farmer Pride. Um, we're doing it fundraising specifically for the coalition itself. Um, so all this money is going to feed back into programming and opportunities and development of the coalition to better serve the people who are a part of it and our community as a whole. Um, the dinner itself is on Monday, May 22nd at the Kingsport Farmers Market. So part of what ASD does is we're not only centered in one part of, of Virginia or Northeast Tennessee, we are really spread out and trying to reach a broader range of folks. So we're excited to be down in Kingsport uh, this year and we will be showcasing uh, local produce, local meat, local food, all aspects um, at this dinner. We're partnering with Bloom out of Bristol um, in order to provide the food. So their chef has been working on pulling together a menu for this event. And again, all the proceeds are going to go back to support the coalition. Um, it's all 85% sourced locally, which we're, is a number that we're very excited about. Um, so that's looking yeah, at all the produce, all the meat, all of the kind of um, things that go into that meal are 85% produced by local farmers um, and those who are LGBTQ plus identifying or supporting. Um, so we're very excited about just the whole opportunity and to be able to share um, really the launch of the coalition this spring with folks who may not know about it yet or who have been long-term supporters of ASD and are looking to be further involved with our work. And then a lot of new faces um, who, again, having access to the opportunities that ASD can offer through our various programs is really a vital piece. And I'm assuming at this event, it's not just about the food. You're encouraging a networking among these farmers. And to what end do you want them to network? What do you hope that the LGBTQ farm community comes together around? Are you are you setting a tentative agenda for them? Are you hoping they can set one for themselves? How does it work to help activate them beyond this dinner? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so my hope for facilitation not only for the dinner, which I think is an exciting launching point, uh, but for the coalition itself is for this initial onset will serve largely as a facilitator. You know, we'll help people build those bridges and connections that maybe they haven't had access to or even known existed, right? You may not know your neighbor's a gardener um, if you've never had that conversation, but it might be something, you know, fundamental that you share or have in common. Um, so for us, being able to facilitate those connections and then provide 
access to things like FARM, the Farmer and Rancher Mentoring Program, that help to better strengthen those connections across our community in a formal way. And then also giving the space that allows people to continue to build those connections themselves, right? So if it's, you know, you're looking at people organizing things like seed swaps, which are a big part of Appalachian culture. You do heirloom seed swaps uh, to diversify tomatoes and preserve your soil and a lot of other things in our region. Uh, being able for folks to facilitate that because now they have the social and business network that they need in order to get it accomplished. So that may be outside of what ASD itself does, um, but our ability to facilitate and communicate with a larger group of people, I think, is going to be vital in the success of those sort of efforts. Hannah Gibbs is the Groundwork Workforce Development Manager for Appalachian Sustainable Development. We are talking to her about Farmer Pride and an upcoming Farmer Pride to Table dinner that will be held on May 22nd in support of this organization. And I need to go to a break. And when I come back, I want to delve into the whole philosophy behind ASD's desire to push forward in supporting farmers from the LGBTQ community. And I want to remind our listeners that they are listening to Together to Get There, the show dedicated to economic and community development in Southwest Virginia. And you are listening to WEHC 90.7 and WISE 90.5, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Support for WEHC comes from the Washington County Public Library System with branches in Abingdon, Damascus, Gladespring, Hyder's Gap, and Mendota. The Washington County Public Library, where your next adventure is just a page turn away. WEHC 90.7 Emory comes from People Incorporated. People Inc. providing opportunities for economically disadvantaged people to reach their goals in order to enhance their lives, their families, and their communities. Every person needs support from others. People Incorporated promotes the dignity of individuals and families, moves people into the economic mainstream, and works to develop existing strengths and resources within communities. All of their efforts are directed by the concerns, hopes, needs, and dreams of the people they serve. 276-623-9000 or peopleinc.net. And from the Abingdon Racquetball Associates, a privately owned club offering two courts conveniently located at 150 Deadmore Street in the heart of historic Abingdon. Off the wall fun since 1991. For more information, 276-623-4400.
Welcome back to Together to Get There. My name is Dirk Moore and I'm the host of this show. And today I am talking to Hannah Gibbs. She is the Groundwork Workforce Development Manager for Appalachian Sustainable Development. We have been talking about Farmer Pride, a new part of Appalachian Sustainable Development that seeks to support farmers from the LGBTQ community in this region, in Appalachia. We've been talking about the surprising, perhaps, interest among farmers and growers in this area in this new organization. And we've been talking about a Farm to Table event that is going to be held in May to support that. Hannah, I'm wondering if you've had any reaction from people outside of the LGBTQ community to this event, and what has that been? Um, So we haven't announced the event. This is actually one of our first announcings of a large event. Um beyond uh, the folks in the coalition or within ASD. Um, So I'm excited to see what people say. And I'm honestly anticipating a very positive reception. Um, And just folks' reaction to Farmer Pride generally, we've had an overwhelming amount of positivity from our community, um, LGBTQ plus identifying and otherwise. Um, We have been partnering, for example, um, we're selling Farmer Pride miniature quilts, uh, again, to help support the coalition and the person making them. Um, is an Appalachian heritage quilter who does not identify as LGBTQ+, but they're very supportive of the community and they've donated um, the fabric that's going into that and the time um, so that we can really support the coalition uh, as it's moving forward. So uh, a huge thank you from me to the community for all the support so far um, and looking forward to having more engaged and meaningful conversations with folks about it uh, as we kind of develop. ASD works, of course, with farmers, which are traditionally a more conservative group of people. And and that is perhaps why it is a bit surprising to see so many people from the LGBTQ community excited about being a part of Farmer Pride and um, identifying as farmers. But I'm wondering if you have concerns at all about how this kind of outreach affects people that you otherwise work with who are not a, a part of the LGBTQ community. When you say you're optimistic about the response you'll get, are you calculating that in that consideration? Definitely. And we have gotten some responses you know, on our um, public posting for announcing the coalition, uh, which we're very excited about. We have gotten some responses that were maybe less than favorable or were questioning uh, as to why we were focusing on this area of maybe underserved farmers. Um, and I think our response in ASD's core mission is that ASD is here to support producers of all sorts, you know, conventional, organic, um, whatever they're looking for, small scale, home gardeners, ranchers. Um, and we're looking to support uh, all members of our community who are invested in the food system. And I think part of what we do through Farmer Pride is provide support for a group of people who historically have not had it. Um, so I think if we're able to look forward to that and keep you know, imparting that part of our mission that our goal is to support all farmers and how we do that is through directed programming, similar to what we do for other groups, such as our veteran work um, in our community, then we're able to better serve everyone, um, including our farmers who may not identify that way. One thing is perhaps interesting, if perhaps not a strong message about the region's acceptance of the LGBTQ community, is the Tri-Pride event itself, which is held every year and rotates among the Tri-Cities of Southwest Virginia and East Tennessee. And I had never been to such an event until this year when it was held in Bristol, and when, of course, I witnessed the, the table 
that was signing up farmers, LGBTQ farmers and growers. But that event was huge. I was overwhelmed by the the size of the crowd that was attending, the long line that was waiting to get into the large area where most of the events were being held. And does that kind of demonstration give you confidence or, or encourage you in any way to that ASD should and must be a part of this work? It really does. Um, that event and our being able to be present at it meant a lot uh, to me as a person, and also I think to me as the person uh, who's been working on building up Farmer Pride, I think it really showed that people are interested and invested in building a future for this community that's inclusive and that's bright for all members of our community. Um, Farmer Pride is one piece in a larger network of things that are making Appalachia a great place to be uh, for LGBTQ plus people and embracing you know, the culture and the history of the region as well. Um, and taking into account all of the things that make someone, you know, proud to be a farmer, proud to be Appalachian, and proud to be LGBTQ+. Well, what was also impressive about the Tribe Pride event and other uh, events and um, promotions related to that was the amount of support that Tribe Pride seems to get from the larger community. A lot of large and uh, mainstream businesses were sponsoring Tri-Pride. A lot of them seem to be sending representatives from their businesses there. So in, in the Tri-Cities area, it seems that there is a lot of support beyond what ASD is doing to support the the lesbian and gay community of the region. Uh, does that kind of energy help ASD in other ways as it's pursuing farmer pride? Do you think you'll have perhaps an ease um, associated with the essential partnerships you might need to have uh, in future programming for farmer pride? Yes, I think that provides a huge platform uh, for moving forward that may not have been present, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, or even five, you know, if we're thinking um, honestly. And I think what that showed is that our community is looking forward to the future it can have, and it allows for farmer pride for whenever we're looking for partners, just like what you're saying, for partners for our dinner event, for example, or partners for other events that we might be hosting, um, or opportunities for training workshops and education that we might have for people. Um, it provides a landing space and a structure for support um, that otherwise wouldn't exist, which I'm very grateful for that we have moving forward in our community. And I'm looking forward also, um, because of initiatives like Farmer Pride and Tri Pride and all of the groups that are organizing in our region, I'm looking forward to seeing that grow. Um, and I think a lot of folks as we move forward are gonna continue to embrace uh, the diversity, equity um, and inclusion aspects of our region. I did a show recently on efforts to bridge the rural-urban divide in Southwest Virginia. Anthony Flacavento is the leader of that effort. And I'm wondering if this is something that supports that effort, the idea that you have, perhaps to the astonishment of people in urban areas, a very robust um, LGBTQ community in the area of farming. Does that uh, send a message to people in sort of urban areas, blue areas of the country that what they may perceive about rural areas is perhaps something different than what they thought? And if it is, is there an opportunity through ASD and through programs like this to extend efforts to bridge the gap between rural and urban areas? I think it certainly does send a message um, in both directions, actually. So I think it sends a message that 
here in Appalachia, the heart of Appalachia, we have a really robust LGBTQ plus community that are invested in community, that are invested in development, and that are looking forward uh, to building on a platform that already exists with the kind of skills that are going to be needed for things like climate resilience and, you know, <laughs> building a robust food system. Um, I think in the same page, it tells our folks here who are LGBTQ plus that there is a place uh, where folks can belong, where folks can be engaged, that there are real opportunities here um, to be invested in, you know, all of the cultural hallmarks of Appalachia. You know, if you're from this region, this is your home region, and these are, you know, the values that you hold and you want to embrace that, that can feel very isolating um, if you identify also as LGBTQ+. You know, if you've experienced any sort of marginalization in your personal life or on a systemic level um, in the region, it can feel very hard to stay right, or that you have to go somewhere else in order to be yourself fully, which is a very damaging mindset and is a huge loss uh, for our community. So I think what this does, what Farmer Pride and other organizations like Tri Pride are doing is showcasing the real, the beauty, the vibrance, the vitality, and the resilience of our rural LGBTQ plus community. Um, and looking at statistics, you know, one in five LGBTQ plus people live uh, in what could be classified as a rural area. You know, we have a pretty significant population of LGBTQ plus people here in Appalachia um, that are now hopefully being better served, right? That's that's the goal of our coalition. And I know a goal that's shared by other LGBTQ plus serving coalitions and organizations in our area that are doing just fantastic work. Hannah, that was so very well expressed and I would like to continue this conversation, but I'm out of time right now. So I want to thank you so much for joining me in this conversation today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great to be able to talk about it, and I appreciate your time. Hannah Gibbs is the Groundwork Workforce Development Manager for Appalachian Sustainable Development. She is talking about a program that she heads up called Farmer Pride. And an upcoming event on May 22nd, uh, Farmer Pride to Table Dinner, which will be held at the Kingsport Farmers Market. You have been listening today to Together to Get There, the show dedicated to economic and community development in Southwest Virginia. And I am your host, Dirk Moore. And you have been listening to WEHC 90.7 FM, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank you for listening.